welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. This is Diane, your lactation consultant. And I'm Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And today's episode is brought to you by Sarah's Chill. Never worry about safely storing your breast milk or formula again. And today's episode is also brought to you by Davin and Adley, nursing and pumping bras. Davin and Adley designs functional bralettes that fit your lifestyle and make you feel beautiful postpartum. Um, we will hear more from our sponsors later, but you can head to badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com. If you need anything, check out our sponsor page and see if you can give any of our sponsors your business because they make this podcast possible. And while you are there, scroll down and enter your email address and we'll send episodes straight to your inbox every week. And don't leave badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com without checking our shop page and seeing all the awesome merchandise that Diane and I designed ourselves. And we are still hosting our ongoing giveaway for people who leave reviews on iTunes or any other podcast apps where you're able to post reviews. Every single person who sends us a screenshot of the review, um, include your mailing address, that would be easy. And we will send you Badass Breastfeeding Podcast stickers and a pack of Thank You for Nursing and Public Empowerment cards. You can email your screenshot and your address to badassbreastfeedingpodcast at gmail.com. And I believe Diane has our review of the week now. I do. It actually comes from CastBox, which is a different place to listen. So we have a badass listener listening. Actually, there's a couple of um, reviews on this site, and I am so excited. And I just recently found that. So sorry if y'all think like, oh, they're ignoring us. We're really super not because... um, Diane went on a hunt. We just don't know. I did. I went on a hunt. I'm like... We don't know of all the podcast apps. So we found out and looked. Absolutely. Diane found out and looked. It was was kind of fun. I was like, look, look at this. (laughs) Yeah. I know. She she texted me so excited. Look, there's more more reviews. (laughs) Like, oh, sweet. Oh, you guys, we fly by the seat of our pants here. But this is, um, this comes, yeah, it is really exciting. So this is comes from CastBox, and um, she said, I'm so glad you uploaded this podcast. I've had two kids, breastfed one till he self-weaned at 19 months, and currently still breastfeeding my second, who is nine months old. I decided, and this was a little while, not that long ago, but um, he's a little older now. And I decided this morning, I would like to try to become an IBCLC and a doula as well. So. Oh Thank you. I hope That's you awesome. checked out. Yeah, I hope you checked out our episode recently about becoming an IBCLC. Um, and I'm so happy to hear that. And I'm so, you're, you know, that's awesome because, well, for one, we need people. But the other thing is, people that have, you know, breastfed, especially we're going to talk about the extended breastfeeding today. Um, and that's amazing because the information that and support that you can offer to a new parent is going to be ideal. So, absolutely, congratulations. Yeah, awesome. that's what people said to me. They were like, they're like, oh, are you still going to do this? Like now that your kids are weaned, are you still going to like do this? And I'm like, yeah, even more now because I've been through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I went through weaning too. So now I can like support people through that. Yep, absolutely. So, yeah. A lot of people say that too. They're like, well, I, we- I weaned. So, you know, bye. And I'm like, you don't have to leave. <laughs> oh, bye. <laughs> you could be here. And it right. like now, now you're primed to like support other people here. Anyway. Um, yeah. So yeah. Yes. So today we are talking about extended breastfeeding, which is going to be a lot of Abby. Not that I don't support it or haven't done it, but Abby's more recent to this game. I mean, I obviously deal with people who are, you know, 
extended breastfeeding all the time. But for a personal right. thing, like I, yeah. my kids weaned and a long not, ass people, time ago. So people who are breastfeeding toddlers and small children tend to not need lactation consultants. Right. You know, you've kind of gotten past that. I mean, you could very, you, you can absolutely call Diane for you any kind of situation she can help you even with your toddler or your small child oh yeah for sure Mm -hmm. but it just tends to be that you've gone past all of that you know you yeah you wouldn't be nursing a toddler if you hadn't figured it out you know a lot of times what i'll get is um my baby is 18 months and I want to take this medication. Can I do that? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, stuff like that. My baby is um, this this old, 17 months and not doing yeah. really well with solids. What, you know, do you have any suggestions? Like stuff like that. Not necessarily I have sore nipples. Like that's not really coming yeah, up as a, right. you know, with a toddler nursing. It's it's usually more like lifestyle type stuff. Yep. yep. How do I deal with this family member that's given me a hard time? Which yeah. I'm sure Abby will talk about. And so. I get, yeah. I mean, I get a lot of like, my baby is two and nursing through the night. Oh my God, uh, I can't take yeah. it anymore. Yeah, that's, <laughs> this that's is what, real this is what you do. Yeah. This is what you do. So I want to start this conversation by talking about the term extended breastfeeding. And so you can see in the title of this that extended is in quotation marks because there is absolutely nothing extended about nursing a toddler or a small child. This is a perfectly natural progression from nursing a newborn Um, It is extended in this culture because you don't see it and it's considered out of the norm. Mm -hmm. And it is considered extended, you know, here. But um, it's really not. It is just simply more breastfeeding. It's not different. It's not. It's very different. It's wildly different in how you're going to the logistics of it. But it's not unnatural. It's not. um, It's not extended. It's just it's part of the nursing journey. It's the biological norm. That's what it is. It is the biological norm. And so a lot of people prefer not to say extended breastfeeding. Um, I think that we continue to use this term as a keyword, at least, because this is what people will be Googling. You know, this Mm -hmm. is what we kind of know it as. This is the term that's known. So, So this is why, you know, you'll see it around. Um, But you can call it breastfeeding beyond infancy. You can call it, you know, natural term weaning. You can call it, um, you know, you can call it my business, not yours. You know, you can call it whatever you want. It's a good Um, one. Yeah. (laughs) But um, people are not generally don't have a baby and say, okay, I'm going to wean this baby until they decide to wean. And I already know that natural term weaning can happen anywhere between two and a half years old and seven years old. Mm-hmm. With certainly a few outliers, including beyond seven. Um, most people don't go into this thinking that. Most people are like me and they find themselves doing this. Um, I, I wanted to nurse for a year. I got to a year with Jack and I was like, why in the world would I stop now? I worked so hard to get here. Mm-hmm. And this is something that's really important to us. And there's no reason for us to stop. And Jack continued to nurse until he was six and a half years old. And I tandem nursed him and Exley until X. Well, no, Jack weaned, I guess, a little bit before Exley. And then Exley was around five when he weaned. So um, that'll happen too. People will get pregnant and they'll say, oh, 
okay, well, I want to keep nursing. Can I keep nursing? And then you're tandem nursing and then your toddler's getting older and then you're like, oh, wow, bam. Okay, here, I'm nursing a toddler. Um, so generally you find yourself doing this. And a lot of people think like, well, I have a newborn right now. Why am I listening to this episode? Because in three, two, one, you'll be there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And <laughs> I know it seems like every day is super long right now, but like it's going to come up fast and you're going to come up to making these decisions. You're going to say, oh my God, here we are at six months. This is, I hope to get to six months. And um, here I am. Do I stop or not? Or nine months or a year or two years. And you're going to make these decisions because we live in this culture where it's not really the norm. So you're going to be kind of consciously coming upon these milestones and going, okay, well, am I going to continue or are we going to wean? Were you going to say something? Yes. And you're probably going to bring this up, but it popped into my head. So I thought I would bring it up anyway. If you are pregnant right now and listening, um, or maybe you're, you know, newly have a baby, like Abby said, you know, maybe your baby's a newborn and you're like, well, this doesn't apply to me. If you are in the United States, the American Academy of Pediatrics just recently put out that they recommend breastfeeding until the age of two. Um, that's new. Yeah, at least the age of two. And that is new. Like we said, here yeah. in this country, we don't really, you know, you don't see too many people breastfeeding much past that. But that that alone should tell you like, okay, 15 months is not necessarily extended breastfeeding. We shouldn't be considering it that. That's the norm, right? It's the norm when yeah. the medical professionals expect you to be breastfeeding at least until the age of two. That doesn't mean you have to. Like nobody's saying, oh my God, you started breastfeeding, your baby's a month, you'll be breastfeeding for the next five years of your life. Like that's not, nobody's expecting that. Like do what you want to do, what's good for your family. But the American Academy of Pediatrics does say till two now. So that is, I think, telling. For right. And the World Health Organization has said that for a long time. For a long time. So yeah, it's just but, the U.S. You know. getting caught up with what's actually, you know, actually yeah. like evidence-based stuff. Yeah. The U.S. doesn't think anything else really <laughs> matters other than the U.S. So. Right. And they're like, breastfeed till two, but also go back to work at six weeks. Yeah. So that's like a whole other topic. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. So you will hear, and this is, you can take that information too. You can take that exact information that Diane just shared to your doctor. Because they are a part of the American Academy of Pediatrics. However, you might hear from their mouth. Your baby's six months old. They don't need it anymore. Your baby's a year old. Switch to cow's milk. You know, you're, oh, your baby's a year. Your breast milk's just water now. You're going to hear all these things, which are c- completely untrue. Your breast milk is never just water. However, it is mostly water, as you are and your baby are. We are just mostly water. <laughs> So, and also we need water. So if your breast milk was just water, I I don't understand how that's an argument against not nursing. Because as we know, breastfeeding is so much more than food. Mm -hmm. This is going to apply too, and even more as your child transitions into toddlerhood and small childhood. Because breastfeeding is going to then be, you're going to find, it's going to be your solution to everything. Fall down? Nurse. Hungry? Nurse. Tired? Nurse. Angry? Nurse. Needed to make a phone call? Nurse. Do you know how many people will reach out and be like, my God, my baby is, you know, and we always say my baby, but they could be four years old. Um, But my baby has been sick with RSV, with the flu, with COVID, whatever. And thank goodness I was still breastfeeding because that's the only thing that I could get them to take in. 
Yeah. Right. Right. Like this is how babies. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And they stay hydrated that way. Yep. Yep. That's exactly right. And that's going to help you so much through those sicknesses. And, um, you know, and they say like, they'll say, well, there's no nutrients. There's no benefit to breast milk after a certain time. And that is just not true. Your breast milk always contains incredible nutrients, incredible, you know, white blood cells and, and, and immunity supporting things and being really immunity scientific supporting right now. Things. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it does to your immunity. Yeah. Antibodies. And tell us what they are. And um, this is always true for your breast milk. It is even true if your baby eats or your toddler or your whatever eats a lot of food. It's okay. It's okay if they're eating a lot of food, if they've transitioned to that. It's also okay if they're not eating a lot of food, which is also why this is helpful. Because a lot of toddlers, and Jack was like this, he took a really, really long time to really ingest any foods. And he's still like this. <laughs> I don't nurse him yeah. anymore because he's 11 and a half, but uh, <laughs> he, he still, he just like didn't, he doesn't eat a lot. And he didn't, he really didn't like swallow solid foods until he was like two. And you'll also hear, oh, you need to wean to make, force them to eat food. It, it just doesn't work like it that. It doesn't work it like does that. It does not no. work like that. Mm-mm. Transitioning to solids is a whole experiential chewing, swallowing, tongue texture brain transition. It does not happen overnight and it does not happen just because you took one thing away. And so nursing can help you, you know, through that too, to provide those vital nutrients and, um, and hydration. Uh, You know, I was just thinking like how often people say, Oh, you're don't let your baby manipulate you. They're just, you know, doing a, B and C they're, you know, but then they say to you, Oh, you know, take the, you know, take breastfeeding away from your child so that they'll eat more. Well, now who's doing the manipulating? Right. Like basically <laughs> yeah. you're just manipulating your child to try to get them to eat more, which is not going to go well. You can't like, please don't force your children to do stuff that they don't want to do. Like, no, it's, especially, not, it's a baby. It's not, it doesn't. Yeah. It's a baby. It doesn't work. Like they're not going to yeah. go, Oh, I'm starving. I could either hold out for mom or I could eat this a- avocado that I really don't want to eat because it's, mushy and I don't like the texture and I guess I'll do it because I have no other food like your baby is like they're like nobody's thinking that at the age of 16 months you know like it's not happening no it's not he's so angry I know it's ridiculous um and so we know we know these things about breast milk too and I'm just kind of going through my notes because like I have so much to say and I took so many notes and so um it's going to flow a little unnatural because <laughs> I'm just going to hop to topics that we need to cover. Um, so like I said, it's going to be your solution for everything. If they fall, if you need to make a phone call, if they're stressed out, mm-hmm. you know, we think that um, taking nursing away will force children into independence. And this is literally like literally not how it works. <laughs> not no. how it works. Go it back is to our exact- mental, our infant mental health episode. Yes. We'll talk, we talk a lot yes. about that. Yeah. Right. The more that you foster these needs, the more that you nurse, the more you nurture, the more that you, you know, f- uh, secure this attachment, the more that you are there meeting your baby's needs, the more securely attached they are going to be to you, 
the more secure they're going to be in the independence if they are allowed to do that at their own pace. Mm -hmm. This is how it's going to work. It's not going to work if you force it. You can't just like scream at a flower to grow. You can't just like threaten to take things away from a flower to, to make it grow. This is just not how it works. It needs it needs sunlight. It needs watering. It needs vitamins and nutrients. It needs these things and it needs to grow at its own pace. You can't force it. You just can't. Imagine trying to force a flower to grow. Have fun wasting your time with that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, And the other thing that we know about breast milk is that, you know, toddlers and small children who are breastfed have fewer illnesses. They have, you know, it's less ear infections, less, uh, uh, less rates of childhood cancers, like all kinds of health, um, things happen when we are uh, taking breast milk away. And that's the other thing is we talk about, we talk a lot about breast milk benefits and the benefits of breast milk, but let's remember that breast milk is the biological norm. So there's not so many benefits to breast milk. There's more like risks to not breastfeeding. And so I'm not trying to threaten and scare you into nursing your toddler because that's not what I'm doing. I'm sharing science. I'm sharing the research that's out there. And this goes for you too. This goes for the mom as well. Um, You have fewer uh, risk of breast cancer, arthritis, um, high blood pressure, heart disease, diabetes. All of these things are found to be um, linked to um, or to decreased rates linked to extended breastfeeding. Um, and there is, oh, 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 I, I was looking around. I was like, um, oh no, I guess we should take a break. Now you got me wondering what you were about to say. All right. I know. Ooh, now you have to stay tuned. Cause stay I'm tuned. going to say something. Cause I want to know. Cause I have no idea oh. what her list has on it. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Davin and Adley Nursing and Pumping Bras. Davin and Adley designs functional bralettes that fit your lifestyle and make you feel beautiful postpartum. Davin and Adley are best known for the Amelia Pumping and Nursing Cami. This incredible bra functions as a pumping bra and a comfortable enough to wear all day. Simply lift to insert your flanges and pull down the top layer for compression against your flanges. It's nursing friendly with easy one-handed strap sliders. This is a complete game changer. It comes in tons of colors and both a crop cami or a full-length tank version, an absolute new mommy must-have. The founder of this brand, Amanda, is a breastfeeding mom of three and a bra designer for over 15 years. She custom designs all her own products while nursing and pumping her own baby. Amanda product tests everything herself and offers style recommendations and complimentary bra sizing consults. Check out her entire collection of combo nursing and pumping bralettes at Davin and Adley. That's D-A-V-I-N and Adley, A-D-L-E-Y.com. And use code BADASS for 10% off of your purchase. And today's episode is also brought to you by Sarah's Chill. Never worry about safely storing your breast milk or formula again. If you've ever had to pump at work late at night or while you're away from your baby, you know how hard it is to juggle all the plastic and clunky coolers. Sarah's Chill's grab-and-go container makes everything so much easier. With just a handful of ice and a splash of water, you'll have safe storage for over 20 hours in this sleek two-chamber 
bottle. And did we mention it's designed for double pumping and it's travel friendly and you can use it for coffee, wine, snacks later on when you're done with your breastfeeding journey. No prep, no cords, no batteries, no headache. It's just that simple. Head over to sarahschill.com. That's C-E-R-E-S chill.com and use code badass15 for 15% off of your order. And you can use your HSA and FSA funds. Um, today's sponsors and their promo codes can be found in the show notes under this episode at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com or wherever you're listening from. At badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com, you'll find all of our other episodes and information about scheduling your very own one-on-one online lactation consultation with Diane. Oh, okay. What do you got? Okay. And then, so I took a screenshot. Let me find it. I took a screenshot from WebMD of um, the... uh, It says, if you decide to wean after extended breastfeeding your toddler, um, your toddler may be more resistant if you, if you, if you breastfeed them beyond infancy, I guess. I don't know. It doesn't give any numbers. That's dumb. That's a stupid thing to say. I also think we need numbers. Like, what are they talking about there? You know what I mean? Like, you're telling me that your two-year-old's going to be more difficult to nurse than like a six-month-old baby? Oh, I mean, I mean, I don't think so. I think your six month old baby is going to be just as upset. Maybe the toddler has more ability to throw a tantrum. But right. Anyway, it's a stupid whatever. It is kind of so weird. It says, it's a weird so here, comment to make. So. It is. It's a very weird comment to make. Yeah. And it says here, it may be time to wean when your child and it lists these things of, of, of signs that your child may be able, may be ready to wean. Listen to this. Loses interest in nursing. Well, we they already start doing a, that at like four months. <laughs> we start. Yeah, we have a whole episode on like accidental weaning when we think that the child is, you know, uh, losing interest in nursing when really there's they're teething, they're sick, they're going through some sort of developmental thing, and we just don't understand that this is like a normal phase, and they'll pick up again, you know, if they're continuing to be breastfed. Mm-hmm. Um, is fussy while nursing? Oh my if God, fussy, from day if they're one. fussy while nursing, then they might be ready to wean. Okay, whatever you say. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> listen, and this is nurses for less time or less often. That's bullshit. That sounds like either a stage or like a natural progressive uh, progression of weaning. Why, like, like, as your child gets older, they're going to nurse for less time and less often. So yeah, like they're more Jack, efficient. I mean, when Jack was six and a half, he wasn't nursing all day. He was nursing I mean, to sleep at night. Oh, my God. Um, plays or is easily distracted during nursing. They're all easily distracted during nursing. By four months, that starts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So your, and, your baby's ready to, to wean at four months. Yeah, let's yeah. get on it because they're distracted. This yeah. is toxic, this little I know, list. exactly. Here's the last one. Nurses for comfort without drinking milk. My God. Why is it time to wean? Because your child's nursing for comfort. Dear God, don't let them do that. Oh, my goodness. Am I being negative? No, I feel like I'm being negative. (laughs) We're being negative towards these negative. This is is not a helpful informational That was not helpful. And I wanted to read that because you're going to come across this information. And it's like, just take a second to think about what what it says. And it's like, this is just like... I feel like all those are reasons to continue nursing. Like, mm-hmm. the, anyway, 
so yeah, so that was that. Um, and I will say, like, you know, I if you're if you're holding here's the other thing. If you're holding a three month old baby right now and you're in the thick of that newborn stage or you're, you know, your distracted six month old is just like, you know, driving you nuts and you think there is no way in hell I am doing this for multiple years. Well, I agree with you. You are not going to do that for multiple years. Mm -mm. That is not how it works. Your child, as your child grows, as quickly as your child grows is how quickly your nursing relationship will change. It is going to constantly go through changes. There's going to be time where they're nursing less. There's going to be times where they're nursing more. There's going to be times when they're nursing, you know, through the night. There's going to be times when they're sleeping through the night. There's going to be times, um, you know, they're they're going to be at some point, depending on how long you nurse, they're going to just be nursing to sleep at night. They're going to maybe just, you know, be nursing once or twice a day. You you are not going to be doing what you do with your newborn for multiple years. So, I, yeah, I usually try to tell people that like when I do prenatal breastfeeding classes, I'm like, your, your breastfeeding relationship with your baby in the first week is absolutely not what it's going to be later on. So where we tell, like, we always kind of encourage, like, set a goal for yourself. Like how you said that you would set a goal for like a year. Yeah. Even like that, when you're when you are just have a newborn baby, a year can feel really daunting, especially if you have breastfeeding oh, yeah. problems. Like that can feel like, oh my god, there's no way I'm making it to this. It is such a different experience by the time they get there than when you're you're first starting out. I mean, it's like everything else you're going to experience in your life. Things evolve. Like you don't start a new job and feel, and it's exactly like that your first day when you're three years in. Marriage evolves, friendships evolve, yeah. jobs evolve, like everything in your life evolves. The longer you're there and the more education you pick up and the more confidence you pick up, it's the same with breastfeeding. It's going to change and it's going to be a lot different a year, six months in, a year in than it is in that first week. Yeah. And then, and then you're going to get, usually when you set a goal, I mean, you know, sometimes people get a goal and they're like, I want to breastfeed for a year or six months or whatever. And you reach it and you're satisfied and you want to wean. And that's fine. But mm-hmm. a lot of times people get to six months or a year and they go, oh, my God, that came up fast. I'm not really ready. Yeah. I don't feel ready. I don't know if I don't think my child's ready. I don't know how to start. I just feel like, you know, we want to keep going. And like, that's it's, it's the other thing is like when a year you hit that year and then you can decide because it won't feel like a year. It feel, it'll feel like 10 years and it'll also feel like a month. And that's what kind of worries me about that bullshit list you just read. Because if you have somebody well, yeah. that's like 16 months in, 18 months in, and their baby is, you know, distracted and they're like, I'm not ready to, you know, to, to wean yet, but let me look and see what this distracted toddler means. And it's that you come across that list and you're going to go, Oh, he's weaned. That's what, or that's you're what gonna happened. Go, or, or it's, or you're going to say, Oh, WebMD said that that is a sign that, you know, they might be ready to wean and therefore I need to, to wean them because they're showing signs that they're ready. So I need to right. do something. I need to intervene. Instead oh my that God, it's what do I just do? developmental. Right. Right. Exactly. And it's That's like, why I don't, don't like that list. You don't ever need to, you don't ever need to wean. Like your child, if you want to just let your child do it, I, I promise you they will <gasps> wean. They They'll will wean not be nursing own. when they're in college. They will not. Mm-mm. No, nobody is going to want to do that. And people find it hard to believe that, well, if you just don't stop them, they'll never stop. It's just not true. 
I have three kids stop. in college. They're not still breastfeeding. <laughs> not my one kids of the three for a really long time, and I didn't stop them, and they stopped. They just do. They stop at some point. They just don't need it anymore. Um, and uh, oh, okay, here. Oh my God. Okay, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's gonna, it's, I have so much to say. Um, um. So the only person who can decide that it's time is you. And that's not going to be because your child at some point just needs to be weaned. Like they shouldn't be breastfeeding anymore. It's going to be because you don't want to anymore. Or, you know, it's going to be about you. We talk about like you and your child, but really it's you. You are Mm -hmm. the one who's in charge. You're the one steering this ship. And if you decide that you need to wean, okay. And if you decide if you don't, then your child will keep on nursing. Now, I would not have made it six and a half years nursing if I didn't do some sort of intervention because there are some kids, not all kids are like this, but Jack is like one of these highly sensitive kids who wanted to nurse all the time. And when I was pregnant and then when I had a newborn, like that was not that was not okay with me. I couldn't do I was I was touched out. I was experiencing nursing aversion, which is something that a lot of people who do extended nursing uh, experience. This is just your hormones are kind of like going crazy and you, it feels, it's a, we have episodes on it. You can check those out. Mm-hmm. It's a terrible feeling. A lot of cool um, research on it too. There's lots yeah. of research, yeah. And, and it's, it's a real thing. It's, it's not, you're not just like, you know, crazy or whatever, but um, it's really uncomfortable and it's terrible. And so you, I needed some boundaries and we also have an episode on boundaries. Maybe we should redo that. Is that like three years old now or something? Oh, I don't um, know. Probably. Um, but w- we do have a really good episode on it. And this is just about like shortening the nursing sessions, uh, lessening the frequency of nursing sessions, eliminating some of these nursing sessions throughout the day. Um, these are things that you can actually do uh, to make breastfeeding more manageable at some point. I would wait, you know, you don't want to, you can't do that with your, there's no boundaries with an infant, Mm -mm. but around 18 months or so you can start to teach your child these boundaries. Um, And so we talk a lot about as well. We talk about like with, um, with newborns and, and babies, infants, we talk about how breast milk is so important for their, nutrition and their health. And we talk about nursing as far as like intellectual development and social emotional development. This is still true. This is still true. This is not just, you know, you're not just, you know, trying to be a freak. You're not just trying to like, you know, show off or like get attention. It's not just for you. It's not just, you know, these things that people say, oh, you're just doing that for yourself. Anybody who's nursed a toddler knows that you don't do that shit for yourself. Mm -mm. Like you don't do it for attention. Like it is hard. And, but it's also very rewarding. And it's something that is considered strange in our culture. And it really shouldn't be. And I really have seen so much change in the 10 or 11 years that I've been doing whatever I do, (laughs) whatever that's called. (laughs) Um, advocacy yes and i've seen such a huge shift like you see more you know a lot of people i don't know if there's more nursing toddlers or if there's just more public nursing toddlers yeah but i have seen more too i've seen more of it just since we started the podcast i feel like i've seen more people say you know what it it encouraged me to the more information i get the more education i get it encourages me to go longer with my with my child absolutely yeah. And and I think because uh, what happens sometimes, too, is that people nurse their toddler, but then at some point they hide. 
Mm-hmm. They'll only do it at home because they're embarrassed to do it in public. Um, and I've experienced that. I'm going to be honest. Like when my five-year-old was like throwing a fit in the like mechanic, the car dealership when my car was getting fixed and it was just filled with like a bunch of dudes. I was like, Ugh. I was like, you know, I was, I was, I, f- I felt like embarrassed. I felt like, oh my God, what do these people think? Um, but I did it ultimately what, you know, giving my child what they needed in that moment was more important to me. But these feelings are real because again, we don't see that. We think that, you know, bodies are just sexual things and they belong to our partners and yada, yada, yada. This is a, it's a huge educational moment. And it is, it is hard when, because people don't understand, um, but people need to be educated too. And I remember when I worked in the pediatric office, one of the nurses, pediatric nurses oh, yeah. said to me, that two-year-old is breastfeeding still? Mom's still breastfeeding and the, the baby's two? And I was like, yeah. You know, because they need to be educated on this stuff. They do. And you're totally. doing it. The, you as listeners and badasses, you are doing that. And that needs to happen. If you can nurse in public, if you're okay doing that and nursing your toddler in public, please do. Because it's the only way that people will become comfortable with seeing it, is seeing it. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, crap. I dropped my notes. Oh, Um, dear. So, yeah. And and there's like, you know... (sighs) setting up boundaries and we've had, we have an episode on this too, where we talk about, um, you know, weaning and the effects of weaning and early weaning and sudden weaning and the effects that that has on like your hormones and everyone's mental health. Um, there's, you know, there are benefits to kind of letting it happen naturally to, to, um, doing it slowly. Um, and so that's all I have to say about that. It, but mm-hmm. it's up to you. It's up to you to decide. It's not up to your doctor who's probably going to give you bad information. It's up to you. And when someone, we were, you were talking about educating people, you know, when, if somebody says something to you, there's all kinds of like, somebody, somebody asked us to do another uh, comebacks episode. Oh, really? Um, which we Ooh. could do. I have to. Uh, it's been a while since we had get more comebacks. Yeah. I know. But it's good. And I, and I, uh, and I, and I'm thinking about this and I'm thinking, you know, if somebody says that to me, I'm, you know, I'm going to say, you seem really ignorant on that topic. Um, I'm happy to educate you if you're open to it. Mm-hmm. Um, because people will say, oh, why are they still nursing? That's weird. Or that's, you know, you must just be doing that for you <laughs> and try to make it into this weird thing. And people, you know, will say, well, you know, what are you doing? He's going to, they're going to grow up to be like wimpy and sissy or they're going to be gay. Like, like I've had that before. I've heard that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like if you think that you can wean your child and prevent them from being gay, then you have a lot of educating that needs to happen with you. Or that you can turn your child gay by breastfeeding them. Oh yeah. Right. I mean like, you don't turn anybody gay. Like what? Oh God. Yeah. They're going to say it's all about you. They're going to say, you know, that it's sexual. And the people mm-hmm. that say these things are just like, they need help. Like that is just, they're the sick ones. Like if they think that this is not anything sexual. Um, the, um see. Yeah. I will say too, that we do have an episode on, I'm actually just um, pulling it up right now. Benefits of um, 
extended breastfeeding. And people have messaged us and said, well, what do I say? What do I say to people who say, oh, your breast milk is just water at this point? Or those, there's no nutritional benefit after a year. So don't feel like you need to continue. Like, how do you combat that? How do you say anything about that? And we do have episodes on it. The actual scientific research on how your milk changes after your child, you know, is over the age of a year and why it's still important that they're getting that breast milk. And it yeah, happened. and here there's oh sorry, there's a little bit of there's a research study that was done in 2001, which is a long time ago, but I don't know why this would go out of date. Yeah, um, uh, by a person named Dewey who uh, tested the breast milk in the second year of life, and it re twenty nine percent of uh, you see this going around. It's like all in memes and stuff. Twenty nine percent of energy requirements, forty three percent of protein requirements, thirty six percent of calcium requirements, 75% of vitamin A requirements, 76 of folate requirements, 94% of vitamin B requirements, 60% of vitamin C requirements. So this is we're talking about the second year of life. Mm-hmm. Um and then and then and then we just think, oh well certainly, oh well certainly when they turn three then that it turns to water. Or four. <laughs> or like clearly, like clearly your breast milk knows what it's doing, how to adjust to provide your child with what it needs at whatever age. And as long as your child is nursing, then they still need it. And that's not to say that you can't intervene and wean if you need to. But that's, that's to say is that you can't force a child to, to nurse. No, You can't be you like, cannot. oh, this is just for you. You're just forcing them. They don't need it now. They wouldn't be doing it. Ugh. So, so that was like yeah. a lot of information, but um, also not very much information. <laughs> um, for me, like figuring out like extended breastfeeding, like well, these things that were like really difficult were like logistics, like how to do, like how do you get through your day nursing a toddler and a baby, or how do you like how do you nurse when your child starts like preschool? You know, if your if your child's doing that, um, how do you nurse at night? How do you, you know, all of these things. And and if people have questions or you have more information that you want, obviously, hopefully you know by now, but if you send up episode ideas that we do them. And so if we can expand on this topic in any way, please let me know because I would love to. I love this yeah. topic. We will for sure. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.